Hello world and welcome back to the Ignited 42 podcast. This is episode 53 and uh, this is not Steve nor is Will present with us. So we have a guest and uh, I think you guys are going to be uh, encouraged and, and blessed by the conversation. Uh, so without further ado, our guest is James Russell, also known as Santiago. That's right. <laughs> it's funny when Diesel and I were driving uh, yesterday and I gave you a call. I'm like, I was like, James, I said, Siri, call James Russell. And Diesel's like, who's James Russell? I'm like, Santiago, dude. And he's like, oh, okay. I didn't know that was his last name. Oh my goodness. So everybody knows you as Santiago. So Santiago. St. James. St. James. How do we know each other? Through church. Um, I mean, I used to clean here and you were, you were always around. You know, I got to annoy you all the time. It was great. <laughs> so then you were always around. I was always around. Yeah. That's yeah. really how it worked. So, but when did you graduate? So you're, you're, you're right now on leave with the Navy, right? That's what you're doing. And we'll get to that part. But when did you graduate high school? I graduated in uh, May of 2019. 2019. Yeah. Really? I was trying to think. I'm like, I think you graduated 2018. I said, no, Lexi graduated 2018. No, 2019. 2019. Wow. So you were in the high school room with Pastor Ryan? Yeah. Right. For two years, two and a half. Pastor of disaster, right? The pastor bearded, of disaster. The, the bearded pastor. The um, hipster. He's the hipster. a hipster. He is a hipster. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Uh, so you were, so here's the thing. So like you were, you know, uh, he was obviously your, your pastor, you graduated and you're always an encouragement because you were like, you're one of those rarities like the unicorn right like you always want that kid or you want you want more than just one right you want kids that are going to be on fire for the lord wanting to be and you were always here dude like always here which was great it's not a bad thing it's a great thing right so you were you were always here and then how'd you end up getting uh the opportunity to start cleaning uh i just remember telling ryan i was like hey bro i would love to do more. Do you have anything I could do? Cause like, obviously I'm plugged in here and here and here, but I mean, is there anything you guys could use throughout the week? And he's like, well, maybe you could talk to Matthew, the cleaning guy. And I was like, who's this Matthew? Okay. And so I ended up talking to Matthew. So I was like D and D tattoo. I was like, Oh, this guy and I are going to get along. And then, uh, started cleaning, helping him out. And eventually that turned into, um, an actual like job working here and cleaning the church and doing things like that throughout the week. What do you think it was that um, made you want to be here? Cause you were here, like you were here just on your own spare time. Like, honestly, like, bro, is, I'm like, what? It, like, this is like, what is this kid doing? Like he's, a, he's here just as much as we are. I think the whole time I wish I was partying. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no. So, uh, I mean, when I got saved, I, I was like ready to off myself, like long story short. So every moment after being saved felt like living on borrowed time. Mm -hmm. And so that I wanted to be here because this, this like God saved me. He was everything. Mm -hmm. So being here, being surrounded by people here, being able to help out as much as I could, it was like the best way that I could see to live my life for him because what? that was my whole focus. When'd you get saved? Oh boy. Uh, probably like 2016, okay. middle of 2016, somewhere in there. And were you, were you a part of this youth group the whole time that you were in high school? No, what? I actually, I got saved the first time I came to this youth group. Oh really? Yeah. 
What, what, well, let's talk about it. Well, I was, I was, I was outside the night before youth group was going to happen. I didn't know youth group was happening the next day. And, uh, and I remember looking up at God, I was like, God, I'm done, uh, with this. Uh, I I'm smart enough, wise enough to see a lot of these problems and this and that, but I can't see a way to like have a meaningful life if you're not real. And I told him, I'm like, well, show me you're real or, um, I'm done. And then I remember coming to school the next day and my friend Skylar, she just, she graduated with me. Uh, we both ended up uh, being good friends for a long time. Um, but, uh, she invited me that, that next day. She was like, Hey, have I ever invited you to youth group? And I was like, well, no, that's crazy. That's Fancy crazy. that you inviting me today of all days. And then, uh, I came, you know, it was, uh, it was one of those things where, um, God sort of like speaks through the pastor or the person in the pulpit. Every time I'd come into church, whether it was Thursday with Ryan, Saturday, Sunday with Pat, you know, whatever, um, I would always have questions answered and, and just, uh, see God, like bringing me to a point of comfort and ease with a lot of the things that I was bothered by. Mm-hmm. And so coming to youth group that first night, I remember just being astonished at the fact that it felt like pastor Ryan was talking straight to me, even though there's like 30 kids in the room and all these songs that are just kind of playing and like just hitting a lot of key points that have been wrestling and within my heart for so long. And then, you know, between all that, I, I, I came in here and at the end of the night, I was like, man, it wasn't like a, I'm professing my faith right now. It was a, one of those moments where I'm like, I, I believe I actually like, I believe it's God's real. Well, in that sense, like too, like you prayed the night before, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay. I mean, is that, is that, I mean, did you go back to that? Did you go back to that prayer? Like, wow, God, like you really like just answered this. Yeah. I mean, it was sort of one of those moments where I was like, well, God, I'm, I'm totally willing to, to say that you're real. Just prove it. And he did, you know, the, the next day, the next, I would say even next couple of months, we're just seeing him work through so many things with me that it, I feel like as much as you could deny Christ, like in and around the things that I say, I am so confident in telling people like, there's no denying that God worked in my life though, unless it's either that or my God, the coincidences <laughs> yeah, are right. unreal. Like I'm a statistical anomaly at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So that was what your sophomore year of high school? The end of my sophomore year. The end of your sophomore year. And then uh, you just continued on. And then I remember, you know, I just remember you like always being here, which was great. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying like, dude, you were always here. No, like, I think it was, it was awesome. You know I won't I mean? even lie to you. I think I even stayed the night here a couple of times. <laughs> you know what? I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I, I just remember cleaning. You'd be late and I'd be like, I'm just going to crash on Bobby's couch and he'll never know. <laughs> You know, like that big old recliner you had? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I'd go in there, I'd, I'd take a nap, I'd wake up the next day, and I'd just start cleaning again. That's funny. You know, I think you did. Now that you mentioned that, I think there was a couple of like, and I think I even asked you, like, dude, did you stay here? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, I, dude, I don't know. This must be one of the homeless people. I don't know. So then uh, you were cleaning the church here for a while, and some shenanigans played some jokes on you, which is always funny. I don't know why you left those animal heads in that storage room yeah. that was weird yeah it was scary it was it was, it was fun times it was fun times while yeah. you were here to clean because there was a a lot of practical jokes going on and and uh 
Yeah, it was pretty funny, especially when you're like, um, aren't you guys supposed to be like pastors or something like that? It's like, look, man, we're not stuffy. <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to have some fun over here, especially in the kids building, right? Oh, yeah. This yeah. is where we have the most fun. I'm convinced. <laughs> we should, right? And so then you were serving, like you were, you know, cleaning and then you were serving. And, you know, it was great, man, like being an encouragement to the kids. I know my boys, you know what I mean? Like just appreciate you and, and love you. And uh, and then and then came, I'm trying to find out what to do with my life. Yeah. Right. And so uh, I think one of the, one of the things as, you know, like parents with kids or I know um, it's different for a teacher, right? Like a teacher just teaches kids every year and just hopes that the kids do well. It's different when you're a spiritual leader in somebody's life, right? right? And you're a part of it because it's like, you see the potential that they have. You see like, you know, you're like, I mean, you just, for me, right. Just watching kids and their behavior. It's like, man, I know like, you, you know, you're not, taking this serious or you see, and that's with little kids even, you know what I mean? And then you see with high schoolers, it's, it's like you hear, you know, maybe the music they're listening to or the people that they're gravitating to. And it's like, man, like these are not good decisions that are going on in your life. You know what I mean? So like it, what I'm trying to say is like in those senses, like as, as a person, you know, uh, a leader over, you know, if you're involved in a church, even somebody serving, you know what I mean? Like you look at people differently because he's like, you want the right for the, the right path for them. Especially if you've, if you've taken a, a bad path, it's like, please don't go down the same path that I went. Please don't make the same decisions that I made. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so, you know, you were like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life and tossing things up. And that's where like, bro, you were a thorn in my side <laughs> where I was like, James, there was so many times where I'm like, ah, oh, this boy. Right. Yeah. Because I care about you. Like a brother, dude, you know what I mean? And so let's talk a little bit of the ups and downs and ebbs and flows. So my bouncing around. Bouncing yeah. Around. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What's up with that? I, I feel like I, I just had a, a, a passion for God and a desire to fulfill that. But in all the ways I would try to like walk that out, I just kept either, either I would mess up or the door would shut in my face. And so, and I don't doubt that that's God guiding sure. me, but it, it presented itself in, in just like bouncing around. Like I was genuinely just trying to get involved with different things and they wouldn't work out or I'd be like, man, this is not the thing. And I feel like one that's kind of a, um, I want to say kind of like just a, a personal thing, but also maybe just like a young man thing, you know, because sure. when you're young, you're like, dude, I've got all these choices and what do I pick? Yeah. Which one's the right choice? I don't know. I, so let me try them. And, you know, like I went up to Phoenix and I went yeah. to college for a couple months and I was like, yeah, nope. Uh, you know, I went to school of ministry a couple of times. I, I don't think they would let me go if I tried again, <laughs> because it's like, you know, you just try all these different things and you're like, mm, that's not it. That's not it. Uh, that could be it. And then the door shuts and you're like, well, that's definitely not it. Um, so that's kind of thinking back a lot of what would happen. For sure. It, I mean, that's like a regular, you know, it's, I mean, everybody goes through that, especially at your age, right? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember like even having the talks when you were like debating about going up to Phoenix. I'm like, look, man, if, if you leave and realize it's not for you, at least you left. Right. Cause your thing was like, I don't know, maybe I should just stay like, and, and you know, we, we have the tendency. I know I do like you, most people do have a tendency. Like as soon as you, you want to do something and then you get that opportunity right when it's there, you're like, ah, oh, you start like, like maybe I shouldn't do it. You right? You have those second, you get cold feet. 
Okay, you get cold feet. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so like just knowing that and, and I think like for you, right? Like it, moving forward in life, just know that especially when as you look back, like I look back at my life and it's like, all right, dude, like when you get in these situations, this is how you react to things or you respond to things. So it's like, don't do that. You know what I mean? It's right. like, learn from those things. These are character traits that you have that you need to grow out of or, or you know what, like, or, or remember when this situation happened, you know what I mean? So I think for you in that sense, like just realize that you're going, those things are going to happen in your life. And when those things happen, just recognize that and be like, Hey man, that was, I used to be like that. And I have a tendency to gravitate to that. And that was, I was, you know, that was in my immaturity, right? Like I didn't know. And so the easy thing to do is to do what, like go into your comfort zone, right? right. Because it's like, it's so much easier to just be home. Right. Yeah. It's so much easier to just like, I, why would I want to go out and be on my own and then really, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know it's way easier to be home. So, you know, when you were going to go to Phoenix and you're like, I don't know. And then like right before you're getting ready to go, you're like, I don't know. I think maybe I should just, I think I should just stay here. I'm like, James, <laughs> just go. Like if you go, then at least you left and then you know that it's not for you. But if you never leave, you'll never know. And that, and, and being in that sense, like you'll always have that in the back of your mind. Like you'll always feel like, what if I would have done this? And so like, it, if you, if you're in those states, like, and you start doing something, you start resenting that thing that you decided to, to not do and that you stayed for. Right. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you, you, it's, I feel like it's easier to regret something that you have done than something that you haven't done. Cause at least when you do it, you're like, Oh, well, I tried it and I know it's not for me, but if you don't do it, then you never know. Well, that's a slippery slope too, though. You know oh. what I mean? Because we, you know what I mean? Like I, I get, I get that. Right. But then that's not always a positive mindset, like in certain things. Yeah. But then somebody would be like, well, see, then I should go ahead and just do no. Oh that, man. So not in that sense, because you know what? Like even to those degrees, like some things, like I wish I would have regretted not doing things in my life yeah. than me looking back at this point and be like, oh, I regret ever doing that. You, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yes, I, I understand that philosophy, but that's also like kind of like dangerous to Very dangerous. At that sense. But I think, you know, you have to weigh it out. Like, what is it that I want to do? You know, mm -hmm. like, is it good? Cause if we're talking about like, cause you know, like I said, we might have some high schoolers listening and there might be like, Oh, see, James said that I could get I'm like, no, right. That's, <laughs> that's not what he said. Hey, don't, don't do drugs. <laughs> yes. That's, it's a given. You can regret not doing drugs your whole life. That's yes. go for that one. <laughs> but you know, and then you went, you left and then right. what happened? I I got up there. I, I got through the classes. Um, actually, I don't even think I finished the classes. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was not a, a hallmark of what to do. Right. Because I didn't do a lot of the things right. You know, I didn't, I didn't give it my all the entire time. I didn't finish out the semester, um, all of my classes for that semester were drops because I got most of the way through. I had good grades most of the way through, but I just got to the end and I was like, this is stupid. Why am I here? <laughs> that young man kicked in and just started making me do, uh, I, I started choosing to do yeah. dumb things. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and that's when I decided to come back. I was like, well, I'm not going back. I don't want to do this anymore. So why bother finishing, which is the wrong mindset in my opinion sure, now, but sure. It's so, that's, that's what happened up there. And it was so easy to do. It was just the easier choice. It was like, dude, if I'm not going to continue, why bother? Yeah. You know? And it, and it's and kind of like one of those things that are like, those, you have those safety nets, right? You had a safety net being back home. 
like you had a place to come back to, right? Yeah. So it's kind of, it makes it easy where it's like, yeah, well, look, I tried it, you know, but you, and you did like you gave it, Hey, you know what? You gave it what you were supposed to. And I think it was, you know, obviously was it a good decision that at least that you went? I think so. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's all right. <laughs> like you're young, dude. Like you can, you can make choices right now in that sense. And it's like, dude, it's okay. Like make that choice. Like for me to say, Hey, I think I'm going to go to school now and do like, uh, I'm going to put my family in a, you know what I mean? Situation. So like I have more to lose in that sense. Like if it just kind of fizzles out, you know what I right. mean? So I can't, I can't be as flexible. Whereas right. you, like you had that flexibility, like, dude, figure it out. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't know. That's my opinion. Sometimes I feel like it bit me in the butt having a safety net too, though. It's too easy to like, just let go and fall. You know, you're like, ah, I'll just go back to that. Yeah. But then you came back and what happened when you came back? You know, it's weird. I, I honestly kind of don't remember. Um, don't remember. I'm pretty sure I, I started, uh, just helping out with random little things. I got a, I got different jobs here and there mm -hmm. doing, I think I started working at a moving company for a little while oh, until yeah. I got a job at a coffee shop and then a job somewhere else. And, and then I finally landed an electrician job. So I did that for a while while just volunteering with like the junior high and um, the kids ministry and just different things like that and hanging out with friends. Yeah. And, th and then, and then you're, got this idea this magical idea which i asked you about <laughs> which which i had always told you from the onset you should do this right i always told you i was like dude you just need to go bro like this like would be good because here's the thing like i gotta tell you this like it, like you have like it, all the time that i was seeing you it's like dude you're bright you're not only are you bright you're like you're very smart you know what I mean? And I think the, the, the job that you have in the military obviously shows like nobody can just get that job. You know what I mean? You'd be surprised. Well, that's <laughs> no, not, I know I, what you're saying. I, I bet, I bet, you know what I mean? I bet for me, especially, you know what I mean? Like, and I right. see that and it's like, dang, dude, like this, this kid is smart. You know what I mean? And it's like, you have that. And that's the thing. Like, I think, especially with friends that I went to high school with, like the thing that has always kind of like, just like, I'm not gonna say broken my heart, but just like, uh, it's like, they had such potential because they were, you know, smart and bright, but they let other things and especially, you know, insecurities, fears get in the way of really just stepping out and like uh, taking the next step to see what is going to, you know, help develop you to the, to be the person that you're going to be like, you, you're going to, you are the person that you are because of all the things that you have gone through. You know what I mean? And it right. has molded you and you know what, like it could be good. It could be bad. That's okay. You know what I mean? But but at the same token, it's like the decisions that you make with what has been dealt to you, that's what matters. Right. Right. And so the whole time I'm like, dude, this kid has like such potential, but his problem <laughs> is the fact like you're just, it was like that motivation to really like, Hey man, like I'm going to do this. Cause I, and here's the thing. What did I tell you? Like, dude, I see a lot of me. Like, like I was, a, I'm still a lot like that, dude. I got like all these bright ideas to do all these things. And it's like, what's the thing that's stopping me? Like me, like I stopped myself and it's like, dude, I knew like, man, once this kid gets going, like you're going to be unstoppable, you know? But I think a lot of it you needed to realize in a sense was like, man, I am capable of doing more than I thought. Yeah. I mean, I feel like part of the difficulty too is, um, 
when you have a lot of opportunities, it's kind of suffocating. Yeah. Cause then I have to, I have to make a choice and making that choice instantly narrows down my opportunities. There's like, like in economics, the opportunity cost of something is the cost of not doing the, the other thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Which when you a have a lot of opportunities, you have a much higher opportunity cost for whatever decision you're going to make. If I join the Navy, well, that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of my life that are like gone. And now a lot of the opportunities I had before are just completely gone. And that's scary. Yeah. It's hard to make that choice because you want to, you want to have your options open, right? Like, Hey, I want the option that if this isn't pan out and there's going to be something better, I want to be able to take that. And I don't want to limit myself. Right. Like, right. Being like you said, stuck for, you know, a given amount of time because now I already said I was going to do this, but now this other thing came in, you know, and one of the things, you know, like we say is, you know, don't give up what you want for what you want right now. So like knowing what it is that you want is important, right? Like, what do I want? Like, okay, I want a career, but what do I, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. and, and, and like really honing in on that or, you know, okay, I, this is what I want, but what do I got to do in order to get that? You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth about me. I have that part of me has not changed. I still have that just wildly wavy person inside of me, but I think it's guided a lot more by prayer now in the sense of I'm just making choices. And regardless of whether or not I feel like I want to do it one day or I don't the next day, I'm just prayerfully saying, God, okay, this is what I'm going to do. If this isn't something you want me to do, shut the door. Cause that's like the clearest option I could ask for. Yeah. And that way, whether I want to or not, I know like, okay, I'm going to give my all to this on good days and bad days. And if, if it's not the thing, then God's going to shut the door. And if it's the thing, then God's going to keep it open. And that way at the end of the day, I can look back and say, okay, well, you know what? God, let me walk through that door. Yeah. So it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah, and, absolutely. Dude. And I, I think that that helps with making decisions like that especially for me now, knowing that I still have that inside of me, it's a lot easier. Like I wanted to go to the Academy and we had the opportunity through this Naval um, school that I'm at right now to get picked up, to go to the Academy. And, and I was like, Lord, I want to go. I think this would be really cool. And then some days I'd be like, ah, maybe I don't want to go, but I was still putting in the effort. And I remember praying. I was like, God, if you don't want me to go, stop me, you know? And dude, like I would like for the SATs, which I had to take to, to apply. And that was, that this was the part that stopped me. I signed up for two, both times. I would remember the entire week moving up to the SAT that I had to take the SAT and I would plan for it. I'd be ready. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to take the SAT. I did this. I did that. I'm prepared. I can take a second one. If I miss this one, which is why I went to the second one. (laughs) Um, but I would wake up that day and be like, what do I have to do today? Oh, nothing. I'm just going to, you know, go. And like, that's so weird because I don't usually forget things like that. And that mm-hmm. happened twice. And I was like, okay, well, I God, I guess you didn't want me to go. Like, <laughs> I kind of hate that that happened because it's sort of me backing out on, you know, like SATs and money that I committed to this and all that. But it's nice to know that I genuinely prayed for God's help and God's guidance. And for whatever reason, I didn't make it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I forgot this thing Mm -hmm. twice the day of, like I had alarm set to do this thing and I would like sleep through the alarms and things like that. And it's like, okay, well, you know what, if this is happening, I'm just going to trust that God's hand is still on my life. Yeah. Cause guess what? 
let's say that wasn't the case. If God really wanted you to go through that, he's going to course correct and get it. Or maybe it's just not right now. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, I had, I had the opportunity to go to a second brief to like get picked up back into the pool of applicants. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, I told everybody, I was briefing people like, Hey, this day we're going to have second academy briefs. If you, if you, you know, like messed up or something for the first one, make sure you go this day. I'd tell people like every day that day came and I completely forgot again. Like I was like, I was like, Oh, it's the, it's like the 16th of October. I don't think I have anything. No, I'm just going to study. And I'd study and I looked back and I'm like, holy crap, the academy thing was today. Dang it. I missed it. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to take that as a loss and say, all right, God, you're guiding me and just move on to the next thing. Um, so we jumped, so we jumped ahead. So, Oh, sorry. So you, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 it's good. So you're, you know, you, you came back, you're here, you're serving, you're, you know, working and stuff. And then what's up? Like what you're going to the Navy. Well, Dude, I just, okay. First of all, it's your fault. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, uh, I was going to, how's that, how, wait, how, how was that my fault? Hold on. First of all, I, I, I was going to join the, I was going to join the Marines, but then my dad talked me out of it. He had the very stern sit down of James. I don't want you to be a Marine. James, you're, you're a little too smart to be a Marine. Um, they're going to tell you to do things you really don't want to do. I highly encourage you not to. In fact, I'm invoking fatherly privilege to like make you not do this. I was like, okay, all right, I'll not do this. Um, and then. I remember talking to you and I was like, dude, this and that, the other thing. And, you know, just saying all these jobs I could do. And you're like, well, just go do it, dude. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Okay, Bobby, I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. And I'll sure show you. And I went, I went to the Air Force recruiter. I wasn't very patient in my enlistment process. So if you want to get what you want to get, you got to be patient, right? Well, I wasn't patient. I was like, I got to show Bobby. So the Air Force recruiter, I waited like a week, didn't get back to me. And then I went straight into the Navy office they're like, oh, ASVAB score? Yep, you're going to be a nuke. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, when do you want me to go to MEPS? And they're like, well, you need to take the ASVAB again because yours is old. But like, we'll just, uh, you'll take it and then you can decide on a job. But that was their way of getting me to sign the contract when I went up to MEPS. Um, oh. But I, uh, I went to MEPS like, I think within the next couple of days, got signed in like, Probably within two weeks of having that conversation with you, I was in the delayed enlistment program, ready to like go. And how long were you in the the debt? Six months. Six months. You can believe how hard it was not to back out. Oh, trust me. When they when you came back and you're like, I did it, and I'm like, had a boy. And what did I ask you? When are you leaving? And you're like, oh, not for another six months. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro why like they couldn't like dude you got nothing going on right now why couldn't you leave tomorrow right because i'm like dude these six months are going to be very testing right because right. you're like yep, i'm going i'm going and you're on fire and great and then towards the end bro i was like i was about to throw you in my vehicle and take you yeah to the airport because i i really thought you were not gonna go right <laughs> do you remember this i remember this yeah <laughs> there were a couple of people that were very upset I was like, I was like, I don't think I can do it. And then like, <laughs> the, I remember going through some things and, and just talking to different people. And I was like, all right, fine. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go up there. I, and it's, it's weird though. Cause like, as soon as you make the choice and you're like in, it's like, okay, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. It felt completely fine. It was even exciting, you know? Oh yeah. Being yelled at in an airport. That's awesome. Yeah. Come on. What else do you want? 
Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I, I remember that, dude. I remember like, James, no, this is, you know, I told you, I was like, man, this is exactly why I thought a long, a long six months was too long. You know what I mean? Because I, look, I know, you know what I mean? I know what it's like, you know, that time comes and like, and it's a, again, right? Like just knowing that it's, it's set resistance, like, you know, and it's good. Like you need to have that. You need to have those things where it's like, I can take the path of least resistance or, you know, what? like this going into this is going to, is, is what I need to do. And one of the things that we talked about, right. And just this conversation right now just popped into my mind. You're like, you know, I don't know. Like I, I want to, I think I need to be here for the kids. Right. And like really just serve God. And like, Really? Like, bro, you, you swore in, you gave your word. Isn't your word more honoring, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, let your yes be yes and your no be no. I'm going to be honest with you. That was convicting. But I think the worst part was every time I think about canceling, I would just get this awful conviction of like, you need to go, Yeah. you know? And, and I trust that that's God, like really trying to like grab the reins back and be like, Hey, James, snap out of it like you focus focus and i'd be like oh okay all right okay maybe going is the option but but yeah the words that was hard dude and it was hard too because i talked to some people and they'd be like they'd be like yeah i was a recruiter for a while and really the first swearing doesn't mean anything and i'd be like oh well man so i can walk away like scot-free you know yeah well really like ultimately they say like you don't even as long as you don't get on that plane like even then they say you're good. But yeah. Once, once you get on that plane, that that's it. Uh, it's a big decision, though. It man, it is, dude. Man. Absolutely, it is. Leaving your family, friends, all, your freedoms. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. So you know, one of the things that you were concerned about, and I think it's a valid concern. You know what I mean? Like, dude, who? Like, here's the thing. Like, I joined, and I was a heathen dog. So I was like, in the right place. <laughs> you know what I mean? And. And I know, like, thinking about those things, it's like, dude, you're, you know, obviously, hey, we don't want you to, like, it, what, what's in the illustrations that, you know, Ryan would would talk to you guys about in youth group, right? It's easier for somebody to pull you down than it is for you to pull somebody up. Right. Right? And so it's like, dude, you're going into this environment where you're, like, very few, right? Yeah. That are believers. And there's probably other believers there, but, like, are, you know, like, on their degrees of, you know, their walk and, you know where they're at, like, there isn't going to be a lot that are probably on the path that you are, you know, there's going to be some, I'm sure, but there's probably not going to be a lot. I remember one guy in my, you know, in my platoon in boot camp that was a Christian, you know what I mean? And there was a lot, and you could tell that he stood out above the other ones because there was a group of us that would gather because we, we said we were Christians, you know what I mean? And so we would go and we would pray and stuff, but there was always one that like really stood out. So I know that was a concern, right? Right. You're like, dude, I don't want, you know, how's this going to be? And and so how was that? How was, how was your walk as a believer? You know, was it affected? Was it hindered? Was it, was it stronger? So to answer this question, I, I feel like two things need to be talked about. Um, the first thing was before I left, I remember I started asking everybody when I was like set on going, finally, I remember I asked everybody and told a lot of people, Hey, look, my biggest fear is that I go in here and I'm alone as a Christian. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. I don't want to be alone. I don't care if it's one other person. I like, that's fine. Just one other person. And I asked everybody, I was like, Hey, pray about this. Pray that God would just have somebody else there, another believer or something. I get to boot camp, and in my division, 
is this dude that joined the military because he wanted to to help people, to evangelize to people, which was very similar to the reasons why I wanted to join. Mm-hmm. And he he ended up being my ARPOC, which is like the division uh, leader for all of the, I guess, um, recruits in that division. Mm-hmm. And I was a starboard watch, so we got to interact a lot. And man, me and this dude, we'd go pray by his bunk every night. We'd read the Bible. We'd do all these kinds of things. Well, not every night, but when we had opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so, like, was it hard? Absolutely. It's really difficult when you're surrounded by a bunch of people that think completely differently yeah. than you. Because I went from spending seven days a week at the church sometimes to spending zero time at the church and now being surrounded by people that almost all of them disagree with me on a lot of things. And I only have, you know, one other guy that's like a really solid believer. Mm-hmm. But that prayer, having that one other believer, that one person to bounce off of. And man, it was, it was awesome though in boot camp because he and I actually started a Bible study and we would like get more and more people showing up cool. in the laundry room. We'd have laundry every night. And when they'd finish passing out, we'd be like, hey, we're going to um, go convene in the laundry room, which we weren't supposed to do. But I mean, what else are you supposed to do it? Uh, and uh we would all bring our Bibles and just read and pray and talk about different things. And, and it was, it was awesome. You know, it was, it was really cool because what you forget is when you, when you're living normal life, non-military, you have the opportunity to go to church quite a lot, mm-hmm. depending on your job. But most churches, you have some opportunity throughout the week to be there in the military. It's not always the same. Mm-hmm. There's not really a Protestant service on uh, my site and you have to find that fellowship in other people. And sometimes you have to be the force or you and other believers have to be the force that's creating that. Mm-hmm. And so in boot camp, it was hard. It was hard at first, but once we got into that groove, we started doing this regularly. We started actually having this fellowship with one another and praying and asking each other for prayer and going to, you know, the other believer um, for, advice and getting another believer's opinion on things, dude, it made it so much easier. It made it so bearable and it was, it was amazing, Mm -hmm. but it's also worth mentioning like God, 100%, I believe, I don't know why I got out of breath there. (laughs) God, I believe God gives us, um, the strength for whatever season we're in. Oh yeah. Um, so me going there, I genuinely feel like I'm a much better Christian having gone through all that. You'd think, you'd think hearing all the stories of people walking away that, oh, you're going to go in and it's just going to tear you apart and all this stuff's going to happen. It's, it's the opposite. Cause mm-hmm. when you go into the fire, it's like, it's like that idea of forging something. You're just being tempered. You're being made into yeah. more of a resolute Christian, more of the things that you should be. And you mess up but then you mess up the right way as a Christian should, and you just keep moving forward. And so today I feel like I'm a much stronger Christian than before I joined. That's good. dude. And you can, you can see it, you know, like, and we'll talk about kind of like what's going on right now. Cause you're in, in, um, you're MOS training, right? Like, so when did you finish boot camp? Uh, June, uh, June 3rd, June 3rd. Right. So, um, you know, and so now you're in your tech school, right? And, yep. and, and so, so like, you're still kind of in that, in that 
obviously definitely not recruit, you know, but you're still like, you're not even at your unit yet. Right. You know what I mean? So like, it's still that transition. You know, one of the things that you said is like, you know, when people start walking away from their faith and, and, you know, even for you, like thinking about that, you know, like, man, this like, this like helped develop me, right. It forged me like, this is, you know what I mean? Like God is like, you know, making something, he, he's doing something in the sense. And I think a lot of it were like people, you know, you know, walk away from, you know, um, you know, situations in their life because something had happened. Right. And I think that's, and even for us, right. Like when we started thinking like, well, you know what, maybe I'm not going to, you know, and we not going to do this or not going to do that. It's like, when you hear yourself talking, I think that's why prayer is, you know, one of the, one of the benefits of prayer, right? Like is when you start having those conversations with yourself, the indicator for you, for me, right. is like, Oh, like you had an expectation and that expectation is being met. And because it's not being met, now you're ready to call it quits or now you're ready to walk away because this expectation, right. And it's like, okay, whose fault is that? Is that, is that, you know, this, you know, organization, uh, this person, this, you, you know, whatever the, the case is, right. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, and that's where a lot of people be like, see if God was going to do this and he wouldn't have allowed this to happen. It's like, you have a wrong idea who God is, right? Like he gives us his word. He gives us a, a revelation of who he is. So we don't have, you know, expectations that we formulate on our own, but we have a revelation of who he is. Right. And that's, that's where like starting to, to trust in his word and really just clinging to that. That's, that's the rock. That's the foundation mm-hmm. in boot camp, That was the foundation I stood on. So it was really weird. My, my bunk was right next to where the RDCs, that's like the drill instructor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, drill instructors um, for the Navy, the RDCs recruit division commanders. That's where they would have this fishbowl and that's where they would sit. My bunk was right in front of their fishbowl, but and it kind of sucked because in some ways I was like, man, I wish I had a bunk where like I could do this without people seeing. Cause I'm thinking like, man, I go into my room and shut my door, you know, but like I would find time whenever we had downtime to read the Bible, mm-hmm. to, to take a minute and pray. If I was breaking down, that was my thing of like, okay, I got to go and pray. I got to go do this because man, I'll tell you, there was one time I didn't and man, I blew up. Like I, I exploded, man. I like hit my rack and ran into the, the, the head and, and I was just fuming and they like had to come and fetch me. And it's like, dude, what happened? It's like, I don't know, man, I messed up. But for all the other times, just finding strength, finding some composure in God's word and in communion with God through prayer, dude, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Yeah. There were, there were some nights where like, I, I think I had a harder time than most of the people in my division. Cause I had to stay up like all night helping with things. I didn't have to, but mm-hmm. I chose to. Yeah. And even in moments like that, just reminding myself why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? And, and when, when things get really hard, it would really help to think back. Like for me and my story, knowing that I was planning on offing myself so long ago, mm. right? Like that was my plan and I got saved and that stopped me from that. I, I, I just have to think back to that and remember this is borrowed time. Mm. I have this life I have right now only because Christ stepped in only because God decided to like show me his hand, right. And to, to actually lead me to him. If not for that, I wouldn't even be alive. And as soon as I remember that, 
as soon as I think about God's word, as soon as I like go to him in prayer, there's like this comfort, Mm -hmm. this peace, this strength that comes. I find the end of my strength and I find the start and the fullness of his strength. Dude, and that's really good too, man. Cause it's like, you know, a lot of people, you know, um, you hear like, well, I prayed, but I, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't hear anything. I don't, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, just think of that, right? Like you chose, you know, when situations were going to happen to go and pray. Right. And guess what? Other people that when they're going in and going to situations, they're praying too, but yeah, they're not praying to God. They're praying to themselves because they're seeking counsel for themselves. Right. You know what I mean? And that's like, you know, uh, you know, Stephen and I, right now we're going through like the armor of God series. We're, I mean, we're, I don't know, we're still in chapter four, but you know what I mean? We're building up to that. But I think the biggest thing, you know, like even thinking about the armor of God, it's like, you know, how many times have you gone into a situation and it's like, you know what, that's their fault. And I, just wait till I, you know what I mean? And it's like, you're already suiting up. Like you're suiting up, you're suiting, you know what I mean? Like you're putting on armor, you know what I mean? But it, you know, like it, it's supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like uh, the breastplate of righteousness. It's not your righteousness, it's it's God's righteousness. And it's like, no, you're putting, but when you find yourself in those situations and you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to tell him, you know what I mean? Like I know. And it's like, okay, you're suiting up and yeah, you're going to put on that breastplate, but it's the righteousness is coming of yourself. You know what I mean? And so like you're seeking counsel. So when, so when you're praying, you know what I mean? It's like, man, God, like you're meeting in that opportunity. And again, like you're, it's humbling to know, like, I'm not in control of this or like, you need to step in and intervene and like, help me, uh, you know, put my emotions uh, at rest or help me to, you know, like think clearly or give me the words to say in this situation or help me think about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whereas opposed to most people, they go to this place and they start in their mind, right? And they just react instead of help me to respond in this situation. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I feel like our, our wisdom is just, it's just so low. It's yeah. so low compared to what we can get from God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would encourage um, my, my brothers that are in the Navy that I, that I talked to this, we have a small Bible study that we started just to, to really look to God for strength and encouragement and, and even guidance with all kinds of things. Um, you know, one of the things uh, I mentioned is like, Hey, we're supposed to give our, our best effort. Yeah. That's part of our reflection on, as a Christian is like how we approach things. And it's like, dude, I can't always find a reason in myself to want to do that. Mm-hmm. Especially when like, you've got instructors that are like, Hey, so, um, we know you're working hard and like, you're, you guys are like doing great and everything. Just, just, just understand this. None of this matters in the fleet. And you're like, you're like, dude, you can't say that, man. Cause now I have friends that are like, I'm not going to try. Why not? Uh, they were, cause it doesn't matter in the fleet. So why am I going to try if it doesn't matter? But dude, like you still should try. Nah, man, that's too hard. I'm just going to like, I don't know, play video games or something. Um, but yeah, like our, our wisdom, it, dude, it runs out so fast. It's so, so stupid too. Oh, oh yeah. We you know. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go. So you graduate boot camp. Now you're at your tech school, you know, you already mentioned you got a Bible study. So what's that been like? Now you're, you know, now you're not in recruit status, right? So you're kind of like, you're a sailor. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, you know, I remember when, uh, when we graduated boot camp and, the the MOS training that I went to was uh, with the army, but while they're doing their MOS training, they're still like in a recruit phase. You know what I mean? And they're looking at us, and they're like, "Like you guys don't have drone structures around? You don't have?" They're like, "No, man, we're like we're Marines. 
You know what I mean? Like part of the military. So now, but hey, well, guess what? Now that's, you know, responsible. Cause like now you got this, huh, I've accomplished something and you really, you know what I mean? Like you're still brand new, but at the same token, like now's the phase where you're like developing things and getting, you know, into the groove of, of, you know, military life. And so what is that like for you as a believer? So it's, first of all, it's probably a little different for me than it is for the average person because, um, my, my rating, we get, um, non-commissioned officer very fast. So I'm in E4 already. Already? They treat us differently because we are E4s. Dang. They like, they like give you a lot of responsibility because the expectation is, Hey, you guys are going to work on reactor powered vessels. So you kind of need to be responsible. You need to have integrity and we're going to, we're going to give you some so that you can exercise that and expect responsibility and integrity from you guys. That's so, crazy. So what, what, so E4 in the Navy is what rank? Petty officer third class. Wow. Um, but we get that really fast and that's why it's probably a little different for us. There is genuinely your E3 for most of your time through a school, you graduate a school and then that's when you earn your petty officer third class, your E4. There is a distinct difference in how you're treated from that point onward because you are technically considered non-commissioned officer. Like you're just, it's just a different status. Um, but even so in training, I'll admit it's kind of annoying being like a responsible person who like did have a job and everything before and like was not living with my parents. Um, it really sucks because when you get out of boot camp, dude, they hold your hand so hard. You can't do much of anything. Like mm. you just, you're told when you're allowed to do this, when you're allowed to do that, when you're allowed to do this, when you're allowed to do that. And it's like, dude, come on. I'm I like, I, you think maybe I'm like smart enough to just not do some of those dumb things. The truth is that, I mean, most of us make bad decisions and that's why they have those rules. Yeah. But, um, as a Christian, it was nice because now I don't have to go to a, a boot camp church service and like not to not, um, boot camp chaplains. Some of them are bad, but sometimes like there's, there's just this lack of, um, depth to like certain church services through the military. Mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. what it is about it. It's just different. And being able to go out and actually find like a church and a pastor and a body of believers that believe the same things I do that really hold to hardline truths that they really should hold to, mm -hmm. you know, um, that part was really nice. It was hard because finding a church is, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. You have to comb through so much and there's all kinds of problems you can run into. And just like, maybe they, they allow this one really bad thing to happen. And you're like, dude, what is going on? And they're like, well, you know, it's no big deal. Or, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to find this church, but when you finally find that, as a Christian in the military, having some freedom, it's nice being able to pursue that again. Cause in boot camp, like you, I feel like I had to make a lot of that stuff happen. And, yeah. and honestly, a lot of the times spending in personal Bible study with the guys on Sunday was better than going to the church services. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, that part is really nice. And, and, you know, when we get pinned, like that part's nice too, because then we're being treated with more responsibility. The expectation's higher, but our freedom's a little higher. Sure. You know, um, it's not that bad. It's, 
that in my opinion, the military is pretty easy. The expectations aren't very high, mm -hmm. but as a Christian, the expectations get a lot higher when you start looking at, when you start applying biblical expectation to your expectation in the military, because mm -hmm. they give you a minimum and you have to meet the minimum. But I feel like God's word gives us a, a goal that we should strive for. And well, it's well above the minimum. Well, and that's, I mean, but you know what, like whether you, you, you know, whether it's in the military or whether it's, I mean, you know, uh, a civilian job, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter. Like even whatever scale it is, you know what I mean? A stay at home mom, whether it's uh, you know what I mean? Like either way, like the responsibility is always going to be like that as a believer. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because we, that standard is like, you know, what, what, what is, you know, you've said it, like, what is that, you know, what you're referring to is what? Like do everything unto the Lord. Is right. What you're referring yeah, to. Colossians right? three, you know? Mm -hmm. So do everything unto the Lord. Like, and that means everything, you know what I mean? The way that, Hey, you know what, if, if I'm responsible for doing this at, you know, X, Y, Z, while you're in the military, you know, like, Hey, you're going to do it and represent it because people know that you're a Christian. Cause you know, I, I mean, you, you own a piece of property, right? <laughs> okay. Let's just say you own it. Like me, I own a, I own a home. Right. And people know you're a Christian. I'll be like, Phew those Christians, that's how they're going to let their yard look. You know what I mean? Things like that. It's like, are you serious? But you know what I mean? But people do like, as soon as people know that you are a Christian, the littlest things they hold to a higher standard, you know? Right. So, so what is it like right now? Like, you know, you obviously have that, you know, target on your back because you are a Christian. So what does that look like for you? Like give some encouragement to, you know, like maybe the, you know, any high schoolers that are listening to this right now, or like, you know, even, even a parent giving, you know, advice for, for a child, like, Hey, it doesn't matter where you're going or, or where you're at. Like you need to hold true to the integrity of who you are, which is who you are in Christ. Right. So like, what does that look like for you now that you're, you know, you're here at home and now you're getting ready to go back. You know, how do you carry your, who you are? Right. The nice thing answering this question is I've actually thought about this a lot. Um, especially being in a Bible study with guys, like trying to encourage people that range from like, Hey, I've never heard about Jesus. And I'm at this Bible study and, What's this all about mm -hmm. to like people who've maybe been in the faith a little longer? I feel like there are two really big things like Daniel. Let's look at Daniel, mm -hmm. man. This, this dude in a completely different country, obviously surrounded by opportunities to sin mm -hmm. and to, to live his life however he wanted. He chose and like told himself there, there are lines in the sand that I'm not going to cross. Mm -hmm. There are things I'm not going to do. Even when they passed that edict, hey, you guys can't pray this and that, you know, he didn't like go to his room and start shutting the windows now. And he did the same thing. Yeah. He had lines that and things that he wasn't going to change. He was always going to do this. He was always going to seek the Lord. And he made that um, decision in his heart walking into the situation. Well, and that's the one thing that I love about Daniel, because even as, as that goes on, right? Like, and it says it, right? Like he purposed in his heart. Yeah. You know, over and over and just thinking about that, like, it, so that decision is made ahead of time. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like with you saying that, like, that's just a remind, like that always is one thing that stands out. It's like he purposed in his heart. No, dude, that's, that's exactly it. Like that's, that's the first part. It's just purposing your heart. Like, Hey, I'm not going to do this. The second part, because you're not going to do the first part perfectly <laughs> is you're going to fail. You're going to mess up. Everybody mm -hmm. does. Um, everybody has the opportunity to, and at some point you're going to but how you fail matters. Mm -hmm. Like as a Christian, I should fail a certain way. You know, when I, when I mess up, I shouldn't try to like sweep it under the rug. You know, uh -huh. I shouldn't try to like hide it. 
you know, I, a lot of the times. And so like when I first got to the site, I had never drank before. I just stayed away from alcohol. It wasn't my thing. You know, obviously I wasn't 21 before, but I had opportunities. I just, I, it wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. And I got to the site and, and I remember we would go out on Friday nights to they, what they call the drinking alley. It's the bowling alley, but it's the only place you can get pitchers. Um, and, and there's a bar right next to it. And, and I remember like, there were like, I want to say three times, three or four times where I, I drank and I just drank way too much. And I, and I told people, I told people that weren't Christians. I was like, Hey dude, look, I, I don't want to drink anymore. You know, I see how it makes me feel. I, I see the way I act. I see the lack of control that I have. And I don't feel like it's a good thing for me to do as a Christian. So I'm not going to do it, you know? And I was very upfront about it. I was like, I think what I did was wrong. And they'll be like, they'll be like, ah, well, Russell, you know, he doesn't drink now, you know, but that's, that's so much of my witness too, is failing the right way. Mm -hmm. And when I fail being open about it, not trying to hide it. And I think that's such a huge part is like how we fail as a Christian matters just as much as purposing in our heart, not to do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Well, what we do when we fail, right? What you do with that failure you take it to God. Well, yeah. And that's what matters, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause when you fail, dude, like, I mean, there's sometimes, you know what I mean? Like it's, it could be whatever, you know, yeah. what I mean? but what you do after you failed, when, when that time comes, right? Like that's the, that's the indicator. Cause I mean, you know, like some people have a, a small failure and it's like how you fail, you know what I mean? Like, but it, it's what you're doing. And, and I'm reading a book right now and, and I give uh, props to, to Manny because he's the one that told me it's like uh, battling the fight within and it's like dealing with sin or whatever. You know what I mean? And he's like, we're reading this book and at school and it's really, really good. And I'm like, really? And he's like, kept on pushing. I'm like, all right, do I'll, I'll buy it. Okay, man. Like, <laughs> all right. I'll, and it is really good because it, it talks about like, you know, like the theme of the Bible is, is, is the whole concept of sin. You know what I mean? And I think like, I know it's like, duh, that's what it is. Why did Jesus have to die? But I think sometimes we lose sight of that. Like thinking of like, dude, we're all sinners. We all sin. And the majority of the time, all we're trying to do is cover up the fact that we are a sinner. Right? Right. It's crazy. Cause we have, we have this gift, you know, <laughs> this, this God that did this amazing thing. And we're so quick to like, forget that. Yeah, we're so it, quick to try to just hide things that he deals with. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's so simple, you know, like, and as I'm reading this book, like I was reading the first thing, I'm like, it's like, dude, like that is, I mean, you start thinking of that and it's like, man, like we just got done celebrating Christmas just last week. Right. And it's right. like the whole reason this baby in a manger coming, like, like, let's just talk about that. You know what I mean? In the sense of like, why did he come? You know what I mean? Like he came because... I cannot get to heaven. Why? Because I have, you know what I mean? I'm a sinner. You know what I mean? Like I'm already like, there's nothing that I can do. And it's like, God had to make this way. And, and here's the thing, like, even with, 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 you know, Jesus coming to the earth, it's like, he made a way where there was no way, obviously, you know what I mean? And here's the thing. He's full of grace and truth, right? And mercy. And it's like, what does that mean? Like mercy is, Hey, guess what? I'm not going to give you what you deserve. Right. Right. I'm going to give you something better than what you deserve. And grace is like, Hey, I'm going to give you even, I'm going to give you in something because you haven't earned it or done it. You know what I mean? And it's like knowing that, like, like you said, like when you fail, you know what I mean? What happens a lot of times, like think about your buddies that fail. Like if they mess up, how do they handle their failure? 
a lot of them, uh, they, they sulk in it. I mean, it's, it's just, they carry it for so long. Why do you uh, even, do that? Even Christians that I know. Um, so why do you think people do that? I feel like, and, and this is my own speculation. Yeah. There's sort of like a self punitive nature, like to a lot of my friends here. Cause you've got these like really smart guys that are never used to failing things and they fail a test and they're like, Oh my gosh, I must be the worst person ever. I got to try harder. I got to do this. I got to do that. Mm-hmm. I got to make up for it. But as a Christian and, 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 and I will say part of my comfort in, in like when I fail is like, well, did I give my best? Did I like mm-hmm. try to honor God as much as I could in the process? And it's like, okay, well, whether I did or didn't, there's forgiveness. There's mm-hmm. some peace of mind knowing exactly where you stand at the end of the day. And other people don't have that. You know, other people have, maybe if you're an atheist, your only view is what you think of yourself mm-hmm. and what other people think of you. And if you fail, now other people maybe think you're not as smart and you think you're not as smart and you're just running in circles with that. But as a Christian, it's like, okay, well, I messed up, you know, in this way or that way or another way, but I'm still a Christian. Mm-hmm. I still have Jesus and he's not going to walk out on me. Yeah. And of course I messed up because I'm not perfect. And of course I did, you know, something stupid because I'm not perfect. And of course I did, you know what I mean? Because I get, you know what I mean? And you can go back to the thing. And I think it's good that you said like, you know, did you do it all the way unto the Lord? Yeah. Because here's the thing, like even, okay, you could talk about like, Hey, did I mess up, you know, making these decisions or whatever, but like, let's even take that to a place where it's like, you know, somebody messes up in, you know, in like a sinful manner. Right. And it's like, yeah. And guess what? God knew you were going to do that. And so don't think that you're so strong that you are capable of doing it on your own. Realize the fact that, man, you need God to help you with these decisions that you make on a daily basis. Because when that temptation comes, where are you going to go? You know, like the temptation of Jesus, where did he go? He went to the scriptures. Right. You know what I mean? And and it's like, don't go to yourself. Don't look for other things to to satisfy that or think of, hey, if I make this decision, it's going to put me above everybody else. You know, like take the humble approach and be like, I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know what God wants me to do, but you know, I know that if I do this, this is going to honor him. Right. And, and, and that's where, like, like you said, just going back to the scriptures, like for me, dude, I don't, I don't know the answers to a lot of things. Like, I don't know how to, how to handle this or that situation. I don't know how to be like the most glorifying Christian, but I know that, you know, for example, Colossians three, Hey, Bond servants, obey your masters in all things according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of became a bond servant when I chose to serve the military. I gave up my freedom to participate in defending yeah. the country. And so I should obey my master, the government, in all things according to the flesh, mm-hmm. but in all of those things, not with eye service as man pleasers, yeah. but with sincerity of heart. Um as unto the Lord, right? You're like fearing God. You're knowing that from him, you're going to get your reward. And and so I think about that and I'm like, okay, well, I don't really know what the right decision is here, what the right thing to say is, but I know for sure my attitude walking into work every day and giving my all is a huge reflection on Christ. But if I may say this, honestly, I really think a lot recently about, you know, whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Like I, I tell the guys in my Bible study, Hey, pray before your tests, pray when you're studying, ask God for your help, because then it's a lot easier to give glory to him if you do well. And it's a lot easier to go to him afterwards. Maybe if you didn't do so well, you know, but like, 
if I study really hard on my own and I don't think about God the entire time and then I go and I take this test and I knock it out of the water and I'm like, whoa, like my first inclination is like, dude, look at me. But if I'm sitting there like, God, I need you to help me remember this stuff. God, I, I really need you to help me with this test. Just if, if you can, whatever you got to do, I know you can do this with people. You did it with Daniel. Mm-hmm. You gave them wisdom and understanding and knowledge above the people around yeah. them. Lord, if you'll do that with me and, and, and the hope is not so that I can be lifted up, but God, just, I want to lift you up. Yeah. So when people ask me, it's like, it's like, dude, how did you do so well on that test? I'm like, it's the grace of God, man. It's that's it. That's just God. He helped. That's how he made me. And that's awesome. That's, that's what he did in the situation. And that's amazing. And like, as a Christian, I know that that's, that is like our first thing that we can do. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember pastor Pat, he went up there one time. I'm pretty sure it was pastor Pat. He started talking about this guy and he's like, this one dude was following a minister around and he's like, dude, why didn't we share the gospel with any of those people? And the minister says, don't preach the gospel anywhere you go unless you preach it everywhere you go. Mm. And the point was like, hey, your action should always be pointing to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so like as a Christian, not knowing what to do all the time, I don't know the right decision to make for my future or for this circumstance or the next one, but I do know how I can live my life in this moment now to bring honor and glory to Christ. And in a way that I know will cause people to look at me and go, man, what dude, this guy's crazy. (laughs) He's talking about some Jesus dude because of a test. What's wrong with this guy? And it's like, but now that's rolling around. They're like, what possesses this man to say? It's the grace of God. Dude, just admit it. You're smart. Whatever, dude, you know, just be like the rest of us. It's like, no, it's God. Yeah. Being willing to just, Give that glory to him. That's good, man. Especially, you know, relating it to Daniel. You know what I mean? Because if you think of, you know, especially when they were going to try to, you know, you know, Nebuchadnezzar's like, hey, if you guys don't tell me what the dream is, like, if I tell you, anybody can interpret and give me whatever interpretation. No, you tell me what the dream is. You guys are the seers or whatever. And if you don't tell me, all of you guys, you know, are, are off with your heads pretty much, you know? And then Daniel's like, hey, look, let's go pray. Like, tell him to stop. Like, we'll do, you know what I mean? We'll go to God for this thing. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, going to it. And it's like, he's doing something basic. And then again, right? Like, Daniel, thank you for telling me, you know, the dream that I had. And it's like, look, man, like, no, God's the one that tells men their dreams. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and it's like, those are simple things that we read these stories in the Bible. Like, oh, that's such a big, you know what I mean? Like, look at that circumstance. But it's like, dude, Big and small, same thing. It could be the very same thing that you're going through in that sense too. Like, hey man, this is my opportunity to walk like that, right? Like I can read this story and how can I apply that into my life? Well, you know what? I'm just going to apply it to everything that I'm going through and just recognizing like, hey, I need to rely on God. Not just say that I rely on God, right. but I need to rely on God. And when 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 things happen, hey, guess what? I know who to give the glory to because I know that that's where I started. Right. You know, I... I I have a friend and, and he's, he's, he's that same Christian friend from boot camp, Right. Mm-hmm. So he ended up going to the same school as me. Oh, so this goodness. missionary, cool. he's a missionary kid too. I don't know if I ever mentioned no, that. Uh-uh. So like this dude, that's seriously all about Jesus goes to the same school as me. And like, he, he ended up failing this test, but there's this comfort in seeing like a Christian fail in the sense of like, it doesn't destroy them yeah. because their identity is not wrapped up in how well they did on this test. 
okay, maybe they did everything right. They prepared, they did this, they prayed, they, all of it. And it didn't go well. But at the end of the day, they can still thank God for Christ and be at peace knowing where they stand. You know, it's just like, this is just like a tiny little speed bump. Mm -hmm. But my, the eternal consequence of me being with God in heaven is always going to be there. I'm always going to get to be with him. I'm always going to have that. And I can cling to that no matter what happens. That's good, man. That's amazing. the, The identity, you know, that's, that's big because people are trying to, um, live their life out of who they think they are. You know, I, I feel like this is an important thing to say. Uh, you asked the question earlier about like what the difficulty of, um, being a Christian in a bad environment, just in the, in the spirit of talking about prayer, I feel like it's so important to, to mention just prayers necessity and just day to day, like the, our father prayer, you know, Lord deliver us from evil or, uh, uh, lead us not into it's temptation into, mm-hmm. and deliver us from evil. Like how often do we actually pray for that? <laughs> how often do we actually ask God like, Lord, help me with this. Cause I'll tell you what, there was one time this one girl, she wanted to sleep with me. <laughs> uh, she had sent something and like, I didn't save it, but I didn't block her. And I was sitting there like, man, I could, you know, it's just this temptation. And I remember I went to God and I was like, Lord, in my flesh right now, I know what I would do. I'm just asking you, knowing that my life is yours, help me to do what honors you. Whatever you have to do in my flesh, I know in my weakness right now, if you present the choice, the decision I would make, and it's not the right one, God, I need your help. Dude, I was going, I was literally going to get like in an Uber to go see this person. And, and then this friend texts me and, and the whole time I'm like, I want to do this, but I'm also like hoping God would save me from this. And uh-huh. my friend texts me and she's like, this a different friend. And she's like, Hey, so I, some stuff's going on. I'd really like to talk right now. And I'm like, okay, we can talk. And, and I, I never ended up doing that thing, but it's like, dude, lead us not into temptation, Uh deliver us from evil. Like prayer is so huge. It's become such a huge part of just living my life as a Christian in the military. Cause in every point, there's always somewhere where I can go to God and get his help. Well, and what does it say? Like he will provide a way of escape. Yeah. Right. He'll provide absolutely. a way of escape. You know? He'll never let you be tempted more than you're able. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing, like, because you need to rely on him. Yeah. Right. And how many times in those situations, when you're presented with certain things, you're like, oh, I know I shouldn't do this. But, and you know what I mean? It's like, you know, but again, right. It starts with prayer. Because if you're prayed up, you're counseled up, you know, the decisions you're making, you're not in your flesh. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know, like it, it's simple, but you know what I mean? Like even, even on a diet, you know what I mean? Like if you're eating really good, you're not as tempted to give in to eat something that you shouldn't eat. But the second you eat that one oh, peanut yeah. covered or peanut chocolate M&M, oh, dude, that's it, dude. it's over. Yeah. I like, I already ate one. I may as well just eat the next bag. Yeah. The entire bucket from Costco. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, and so like, again, that's, that's prayer, right? Like, Hey, if you start in that sense, like, man, you're, you're seeking, you're asking, you know what I mean? Like at least you're putting yourself in that. Cause here's the thing, God's going to provide it, but you need to be the one that's going to make that choice. Like God's not just going to be like, all right, cool. Let's just take you out of here. No, you, you need to take, 
take the steps necessary of of what it is that he is providing for you in that sense like your friend could have texted you and be like well can it like wait like i'm about to take this uber i really got to go you know what i mean right and you're like man you know what right here here's again yeah. right You've been praying for the opportunity. You better grab the opportunity. That's that divine intervention. Again, going back, you know, years ago when you were praying to the Lord and asking him like, man, just reveal yourself to me if that's the case. And then Mm -hmm. your friend asking you to go to youth group, right? I could have said no. I'm like, well, God never showed himself. So, you know, a good thing is to know like, hey man, like that's, you know, just take those things and just know, man, God is going to show up and that's how he shows up. You know, it's not always going to be big, but it's, it's in those, it's in those little things. And what a blessing to know that God answers our prayers. Yeah. Like that, dude, it's everything. It's so much every single day. Well, I, and I don't remember who I heard saying this, you know, but they're like, just think of that. Like the creator of the universe is listening and wants to communicate with us. And how many times do we go like, hey, do you think you can help me with this situation? Like, really? Like I created everything. You don't think I can help mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, wow, like maybe I should change my prayer up. You know what I mean? Like really focus on what I'm asking and who I'm asking, you know? Yeah. Well, sir, that like, that went by fast. I told you it was gonna go by fast. It's it's kind of scary how fast that went by. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's probably been like 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's over an hour. Wow. So I know you're uh press for time. Like, so here's a little backstory on James coming on. And uh, it was last night, youth group, we're here, Steve and I, I'm like, bro, we need to record a podcast. And he's like, I know. He's like, but I'm helping my brother move and this and this. And I'm like, dude, I know I get it. Like, trust, like, I know guys, we've like said, we're going to put out podcasts more consistently. And of course life happens. Right. And so, you know, Steve and I were talking, I'm like, man, you know what? I said, I should have asked James, man, like he was here and now I know he's getting ready to leave tomorrow. You're leaving tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So like this poor guy, right? Like he's trying to fit everything <laughs> in the schedule. And I'm like, and Steve's like, man, that's a great idea. Well, if you can't do it, you know, if you can't do it before he leaves, maybe he'll do it when he comes back to visit, you know? And I'm like, I'm just going to ask him. So that's when I called him. And I called him last night. Like, what, it's nine o'clock at night? I'm like driving home right after youth group. I'm like, hey, James, you can say no, man. Like, I completely understand. And, you know, thank you. Because you're like, no, I can do it. I can fit it in, you know? Yeah. So I appreciate you. I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Um, But, uh, hey, dude, I I just got to say something, dude. You, You are an encouragement. Your definite encouragement, like I, I have always just appreciated uh, the man who you are. And I'm proud of the man who God has molded you to be. I've always been proud of the man that you are, the young man that you, you know, even here in the church, you know what I mean? When you were cleaning and it's like, James, I'm, but I've always been super proud of you. And dude, I'm not your dad. I'm just a buddy. You know what I mean? So, but at the same token, it's like, man, like there's lots of people that are, have always been praying for you. You know what I mean? And, um, dude, just, there's a lot of people in your corner, dude, and just continue to just do what you do. Just continue to honor the Lord. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, know that you, like a lot of people look up to you, especially the kids. You come, you come back and people are like, James, you know what I mean? And it's great, dude. It's great to see. Cause you had that influence. You, you know, there's, there's certain people that have, you know, uh, uh definitely a gift, you know what I mean? To, to be a positive influence could be also a negative. I know that I was that person where I was the negative influence. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's, it, it's like, you know, take that and just realize like, Hey, there's a weightiness to, you know, how I need to live because I will affect other people and I can affect other people on the positive or I can affect them to the negative. You yeah. Know? And, uh, do just continue, 
just continue on the, the, the path. And, you know, maybe next time that you come and visit, if you have time and come back on and we'll have a conversation. Let's make that decision the night before I have to go. Let's do that. Yeah. So when I come back in May, we'll just like the day before I'm going back, um, we'll, we'll try to hash out some like last minute midnight plans. For the yeah. Midnight episode. <laughs> yeah. Dude, something. I'm sorry, man. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on. I won't hold up any more time. Uh, anything you want to say? Before, um, uh, I was just going to say, you know, like people maybe look at me and they're like, man, James, great example. This, that, and the other thing, you know, it'd be so easy to talk me up, but you said it right. I've got all these people in my corner, all these people praying. I have a dad who, despite rockiness in our relationship, would pray so faithfully mm-hmm. for me and and my sister. You know, I that part makes such a difference. Yeah. And you talk about like parents watching and this and that and like worrying about kids and all. Just pray. Like that that would be my encouragement to, you know, the people that are listening is, hey, just pray. Pray and do it faithfully. You know, it's, it's so often we're like, yeah, I'll pray for you. And then we don't, but like to actually pray, to know that God is listening, able, willing, and even wanting to answer those, dude, that that's everything. And I, and I hope that maybe if we're praying for our kids, if we're praying for the parents of kids in, in, in youth group, if we're paying, praying for all these things, God will start working in each yeah. of those prayers. Well, you know what, amen to that. Cause I know, I know I'm at where I'm at because my mom was praying hard for me, dude. Oh my God. Sometimes <laughs> probably so hard. Oh, Lord knows. I dude, I know, like, I just, I just know. And yeah, man, I, the power of, of prayer. Absolutely. Speaking of prayer. So being a guest on the podcast, you have the opportunity to pray us out, man. I'll be sure to use my eloquent words. <laughs> I'll even ring a bell. Look, we don't pray. No King James. Okay. Oh, thou. No. <laughs> now go all ahead. Right. You pray it out. Um, Father, I just, um, you know, despite all the chaos and the craziness, I thank you so much for, um, for first above everything else for Christ. Um, the assurance, the hope, the peace that we have in him. And, 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 uh, and I just want to say uh, thank you. Uh, Jesus for being willing to go through all that you went through to go to the end of end of I want to say all your fleshly strength and and even beyond that to die for us that's such an amazing thing I don't think why well, no none of us would be here without that father um I thank you for Bobby I thank you for Steve I thank you for this podcast um the lives that we each get to reach. We have the privilege, the opportunity to reach every day. It is, it's always encouraging Lord to look back on a month or a a couple of weeks or even a year and to see you working through our lives. It's not something we deserve, but it's something you so graciously give. I pray that you would just be with us as we move forward. Uh, be with, uh, Bobby and Steve in this podcast, be with, uh, your church. Um, Lord, we need you so much today, just like we needed you yesterday and just like we'll need you tomorrow. I pray you continue to be faithful to us ever and always in your son's name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.